Hello and welcome to your show, Fruits for Your Soul. I'm your host, Spiritual Life Coach Cardelia Reed, and I'm happy you joined in with me today. Uh, I like to use the term Spiritual Life Coach simply because it's ministry and it kind of explains as to why I have the approach that I have to life. I believe that everything can be fought with spiritual warfare and in the spiritual and with that we can eliminate a lot of natural problems that occur in our lives so when you go to a life coach you're going to start uh with a lot of sessions but when you're spiritual uh, i think that cuts out a lot of sessions and we get down to the meat and potatoes and try to nap out what's really going on in your life Uh, once again thank you for joining me today and i just want to tell you a little bit about myself I grew up with a lot of uh, demonic activity in my home, a lot that I could not talk about, uh, could not talk to anyone about. I learned very quickly from an early age to rebuke demons in the name of Jesus. I had a, a friend in the neighborhood that told me how to do that, and I was very thankful to that because that really helped me a lot um, in the attacks that I occurred to me from childhood all the way up to adulthood. So you're going to see a lot of uh, spiritual warfare uh, kind of things that go on in this podcast you're going to hear a lot of stories about that and a lot of talks about that so with that said I want to talk to you today and ask you have you forgiven today now we hear all of this talk about forgiving and you know we need to forgive people how it's important to forgive and we need to forgive others just as Christ forgives us but what does that truly mean? I mean, I, I've heard it so many times myself, but it wasn't until I understood the fact of how this hit home with me. One of the things I want you to clearly understand is that there are many doorways to demonic activity. And uh, when I say demonic activity, I don't want you to just start outright thinking like something on the walking dead, because most people do. Demonic activity is simple, just evil spirits, evil and wicked ways people treating you in in manners of manipulation, control, um, anything taking the form of your life that's not godly. And it just gets so bad that usually demons don't play fair. They go and they come back with seven other friends. And that's how they really get the party started in your life. And a lot of times we don't realize this because it becomes so natural and it becomes a default behavior. But when we talk about forgiveness, what are we truly saying? Um, before I get into my story, uh, I want to tell you about um, the best episode. Do you all know those document series that come on tonight? It's like a true story document series of uh, events that happen to people. Some of them are investigation discovery. Some of them are 48 hours, yada, 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 so on and so forth. Well, there was one episode I was watching one night, and this was a few years ago about a serial killer uh, being out in an area and because he knew that detectives were on to him, he fled to a remote city. Now, once he fled to the city, the ways were still in him. He wanted to kind of kill someone else again. And of course, that's exactly what he attempted to do. One night, he followed a young lady back to her home. He raped her. He beat her uh, basically half to death, set her on fire, and fled the home. Well, this particular night, this lady somehow woke up out of the slumber that he beat her into and she managed to jump out of her window when she jumped out of the window, that's when she was able to alarm someone to call the police and then I think she had two strokes went into a coma when they put her in the hospital she came out of the coma a few weeks later and she started a process of rehab and a rehab was about a year 
for her in some kind of way. Um, her she lost a lot of her memory. She lost everything. He eventually came back enough to get this young man in jail. Well, while she was in court and she was able to pinpoint this young man to what happened to her, one of the things that she did tell the judge is that she forgives him. And even the reporter was like, oh my gosh, why would you forgive him? She said, because when I forgive him, I win. Now, mind you, when she came out of the coma, she could barely talk. She had several strokes. She was slurring. And even during this interview, she was slurring. But because she was able to forgive, uh, the story goes there was not one dry eye in that courtroom because most people had not heard of forgiveness like that. And even when I heard her on TV, I kind of like jumped up in my bed because I just was blown away at her effort to forgive this person. But she said because of that, and she said it very clearly and distinctively, not only for the reporter to know, but for the cameraman to understand what she's saying. I win. So that is the kind of mentality we mu- we must have when it comes to forgiveness. Now let's talk about the breeding grounds. We talked about uh, forgiveness being a doorway for demonic activity. And this is how it occurs. If someone does something to you in your life that you just don't like, it angers you, it hurts you, it disrupts your life. It could be someone killing a loved one. It could be someone setting fire to your car. It could be someone causing so much mis- so much mischief to you at work. You can see how, if it alters your life some kind of way, you can see how it's easy to say, you know what, I can never forgive that person. It is so easy to stay in that hurt. It almost gives you a reason to justify the evil thoughts to come to ground when you don't forgive. You wish that person a bad life. You wish they they have a horrible death. You wish some kind of curse on their family line. You wish all kinds of things on them. However, to believers, we must know that not only is it good to forgive, because you, you've heard this all of your life, but there's something that happens. Psalms 134 verse 4 says, But there is forgiveness with thee, that thou mayest be feared. Be feared. In other words, you're taking a lot of power within yourself because you have given you have been given that power from Christ. We also see in Ephesians 1 7 in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace. Acts 531, the same thing. Him hath God exalted with his right hand to be a prince and a savior for to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. We just, this is a recurring theme throughout the Bible. Acts thirteen thirty eight. Be it known unto you, therefore, men and brethren, that through this man is preached unto you the forgiveness of sins. We keep hearing this. We keep seeing it in the Bible. Let's talk about the steps of how to apply this. Number one, if someone has done something in your life, and it truly hurts you, acknowledge what it is. Acknowledge who that person is. Acknowledge the action. It has occurred. It has seriously occurred. And I'm not saying acknowledge this with every single person you talk to because we have a tendency to talk about this for years. On this particular step, I'm going to just say that this is where a lot of people get stuck. Uh, we can't, it's, I'm going to talk about four steps, but it's, sometimes it's very hard to get past step one. Now, you know those people that are always talking about something that happened to them 20 25 plus years ago right well we know that hurt has no regard to time especially if it's not forgiven especially if we're not healed and even more so if we're not delivered i once knew a lady 
that um, I went into her home. I only had a couple of conversations with her, but I went into her home and noticed that, you know, it's kind of like her home just didn't feel right. Uh, I just couldn't put my finger on it when I was there. But she looked at me and she talked about something that happened 25 years ago that seriously hurt her. Um, and it was to a family member of her. It wasn't even to her. But she was saying how it hurt her so bad and this person was so wrong. She can never forgive that person. She just says hi and bye. She keeps going and going and going. Well, there were so many strange things happening in her home. I mean, she had a husband there. He didn't speak. Her son was there. I'm not sure how often she saw her son. And just some really strange kind of behavior. I just It just didn't make sense. So you can never put sense on something that's going on in a home that's probably not, um, I can't say it wasn't Christian-like because she is a Christian. <laughs> but if there's evil activity in her mind that's somehow manifested in her life, then it's hard to put logic on that when you walk into a home. You just can't explain it. So that night... Uh, when she told me that at her house, I didn't like it. But that night, I remember the Holy Spirit coming to me and showing me all these demons that had manifested in her home. And all of these demons looked just alike. And I had never seen, I saw rows upon rows upon rows upon rows of demons. And I asked the Holy Spirit, I said, why are there so many demons in her home? And he said, it's because she is not forgiven. Well, let's just backtrack. Well, I'm assuming that between the activity that occurred 25 years ago and the day that I came into her home, there's so many other life events that occurred that perhaps she was latching on to everything that was going on. And she uh, basically was not letting go. She was not forgiving. Uh, She was not acknowledging um, how hurt she was and acknowledging who that person was and saying, hey, I got to forgive. She was not acknowledging that she needs to forgive. That's step one. So acknowledge that you need to forgive after you've acknowledged who that person is. And I cannot, I wish I had a perfect end to that story, but I cannot tell you if she has forgiven to this day. All I know is that she's still in the same situation she was in. And right before I visited her, she had had a major tragedy in her life as well. And by the way, she goes to church every Sunday. So I figured you liked that part. Step two is um, inviting God into that process because you need to understand you are not able to forgive on your own. It's just not going to happen. If you think you can do it, you would have done it a long time ago. You do it and you keep going, but you cannot. And you are not going to do it unless you say, God, come in. Allow your Holy Spirit, your comforter to come in to comfort me. Have mercy on this person because I am not able to forgive this on my own. Please have mercy on this person. God, I put it all back in your hands because at the end of the day, It's a spiritual thing, right? At the end of the day, there's something out there that was trying to destroy you or harm you or cause you some kind, take some kind of power away from you that you don't even know you have. But if you've allowed them to take all that away because you're not able to forgive, you're constantly thinking about it, you're consumed with the problem, then they have already won. Which is why I love that story because at the end of the story I said earlier, she said, I win. Yes, she did because she was healing. So this is when you actually start the healing process from within. Things start to move then. Mountains start to move. A mountain of what you think is something you cannot get over. Now the third part, I think this is another part that hits close to home with me, is letting go. You have to consciously let go. You have to consciously forgive daily. If the temptation comes on you to say, hey, this is what this person did. Ooh, you have to watch this person. You can't trust him or her. You've been manipulated. They're laughing at you. That's temptation. 
let go. When you let go, you say, well, God, I've already cast this on you, this care on you, and I put it back in your hands. Help me and give me the ability to let go. This is a process I cannot tell you enough you have to do daily because if you don't, it will sneak up on you at the moment you least expect. The fourth stage is allowing yourself time to be healed. Uh, Rome was not built overnight. And just as sure as that event happened yesterday or even this morning or whenever it occurred, you're going to have to give yourself time to be healed. And in that healing process, you've got to follow the steps, not just in forgiveness, but the steps that we go through to um, have God to come into our lives every day. Uh, prayer, meditation, uh, positive interaction with people, uh, acknowledging that there is some healing that needs to take place, even if there is a deliverance within yourself. Because what has happened here is that um, because we're in spiritual warfare, I'm going to take this back spiritual now. If someone can do something to you to cause harm to your life, because that is the purpose of demonic activity to cause harm and attacks and oppress you in every aspect of your life. If we've allowed that doorway to stay open for them to come through, it's a forever coming through door. Literally, it can last until you leave this earth. And that is something you definitely want to shut to enjoy your life and to have the abundance of what God promises us. Now, I'm going to walk you through an activity and I kind of want you to get this because one of the things I realize about forgiveness, trust me, I know it is a lot easier said than done, especially if you are living with someone that's done you wrong. Usually that's how it happens. I, I hate to say that, but it's very true. Uh, the kind of forgiveness when you especially have to work very hard and be intentional about forgiving daily um, it's one of those things where you have to be just mindful of, I have to forgive daily. If not, I'm going to be held bondage of this situation because you can in no way control the other person. What you can control is your ability to forgive. One thing about forgiveness, it does something to that demon that's been trying to attack you. Now I've learned that when you don't forgive that same demon just keeps trying to attack you and attack you and attack you to keep you in further bondage, which is one of the reasons why I read in Psalms 134, but there is forgiveness with thee that thou mayest be feared. So when you start forgiving and let, and something powerful happens spiritually and supernaturally, that demon becomes feared. It fears you. Okay, and then there is intimidation. In other words, the demon intimidates you. So let's close your eyes, if you will. And um, I know you're thinking about people that you want to forgive or you meant to forgive or you should forgive. And I want you to imagine a big warehouse. And I want you to walk inside of the warehouse one step after the other very slowly now this warehouse can be anywhere doesn't matter where where it is on this earth it could be anywhere so i don't want you to think too much outside of the warehouse versus just slowly walking into the warehouse it could be i would like for it to be day outside so once you walk into this warehouse take a look around and as you start looking around i want you to see every single person one by one as they start to pop up that have hurt you, that have done some really despicable bad things to you. 
I mean, we're talking about the bad, the ugly, and the downright wicked. There are so many things that can go in that category right now. But I want you to just imagine you're looking at these people and they're staring at you. And in your mind, I want you to imagine every breath that they're taking. uh, Their eyes gazing back at you. Are they smirking? Is there laughter? Is there rejoicing at your demise, at your oppression? Is there any kind of um, bickering among each other? Or are they just staring at you? Because this says a lot about how you see your accusers. Now, I'm going to place chains on all of these people. Really hard metal chains. Because something tells me that when you walk through there, you imagine yourself feeling very vulnerable to their hurt and pain again. So if they have chains on them, which is now they do, do you feel safer? Okay. So I'm going to let you answer that question. If they have muzzles in their mouths, which I just placed on them, do you feel safer? If they were not alive at all, imagine them dying right now. Imagine a few of them dead. That might freak you out a little bit, but you might feel safer. Okay. That's the natural. Now I want you to turn around and walk right back out of that room. Okay. Turn around and face the room again, and I want you to sit down in front of the room. I've just taken all the chains off of everyone in that room. The dead people that you imagine were dead are now back alive. And the muffles are off the mouths. So they're sitting freely again. But now I want you to imagine yourself being elevated up. Because you've just activated step two of the forgiveness process. You've allowed the Holy Spirit to come in and have mercy on them. But to help you forgive because you're not able to by yourself. It's just not going to happen, right? So imagine being whisked up in the air now. And you're kind of, you're floating You're floating in the air outside this room and you're feeling pretty good because you're floating. You didn't have to put any effort at all towards standing on your own, but you're floating and you're in the air and the Holy Spirit has you in the air. And so now you've got the safest feeling of them all. And at this moment, the Holy Spirit is going to walk you back into the room. So technically you're still floating now. You're going to float right back into that room. And right now, The Holy Spirit has his arms around you and you're feeling comfortable. You're feeling comfort. You're feeling the best security that you've ever felt in your life. And imagine what your accusers are looking at now. They cannot believe their eyes. They are absolutely astounded. Back to Psalms 134, but there is forgiveness for thee that thou mayest be feared. So they're even fearing you because they cannot believe what's going on. They're afraid of what you have with you now to overcome what they don't have. That's forgiveness because you've just conquered step two, three, and four by just imagine that the Holy Spirit is within you and his power is within you right now so you are able to overcome all of this you are above 
all of this. That's the power that the Holy Spirit gives us. Now, while you're still in that warehouse with the Holy Spirit, I want you to imagine that, the how good and gracious the Holy Spirit is, that he has allowed your accusers to see him as well. It didn't just stop with, uh, you know, them just knowing it was all about you, right? So they can see him as well. So now they're feeling the goodness thereof too. And they're saying, hey, if she can do it, I can too. That is the power of the Holy Spirit. That is the power of forgiveness. That is the freedom of letting go. That's the freedom of healing. You know, the story with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, uh, you probably know the story, but there's one particular part of this story when they went into the furnace of the fire and Nebuchadnezzar leaped up. And that's when he saw the son of God. And literally God is so good that he allowed him to see him because after that Nebuchadnezzar called him his God going forth. And he reigned for about 40 years or so um, just with a whole lot of things going on. But he acknowledged God. The point that I'm trying to make to you is that we have to allow the things in our life occur, occur for a reason. There's good and there's bad. And when we choose the good, we need to go all the way good, meaning involving the spiritual, acknowledging that it's spiritual warfare and knowing that, hey, it's not all about me or by myself. There is a lot of things that happen in this world for the greater good. And I want you to understand that when it comes to forgiveness is that um, sometimes we get so engulfed with the process of what someone has done to us and how can I move on and this and that that we forget that there's a whole big world out there. There's so much to life that God has for us and the people around us and even the ones that have done things to us. Imagine the freedom and letting go of all of that and experiencing the rest of your life. Now, I'm just about out of time. And as I said to you before, um, have you forgiven today? I want you to think about that. And if you need to practice that exercise, keep practicing it. It is for you. And I truly hope it blesses you. I have to be honest with you. I personally got caught up between the stages of step two and four and realized that um, I was allowing demonic activity in my life uh, not too long ago. So I had to let go, uh, not only just for my sake, but for my children's sake and then for their kids. Remember that children are saved because their parents are saved and you don't want things to happen in your life that you're not able to forgive and let go manifest itself in your children's lives. It happens a lot. So with that, um, there's two things I'm going to say to you. Remember that Jesus loves you and so do I. And I hope that this has really helped you today. I hope it's something to get your day started. Catch my podcast at podcast.cardelia.com, C-A-R-D-E-L-I-A.com. You can email me, love, L-O-V-E, at cardelia.com. I'm on Stitcher, iTunes, and Google Play. I'm also on YouTube, so Google my name, C-A-R-D-E-L-I-A. It's not dot this time, it's Cardelia Reed. So I look forward to next time, and uh, remember... If nothing else, forgiveness will set you free. Bye-bye.